Meet Reed Lance Rosenthal, rancher, number one best-selling award-winning author, and unabashedly, unapologetically, on the right side of the outstanding issues of our generation. But don't try to fence him in. Sometimes his positions will surprise you, because Reed is definitely his own man, with his own opinions. You might love him, you might hate him, but you won't be able to stop listening. Step over to the right side with Reed. Howdy listeners from coast to coast, the Gulf to Canada, and around the globe. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Ah, a big show and a thought-provoking show for you today. It's all been inspired by a meeting, you should say a happen-chance meeting, I had with a member of the military. I'll tell you a little bit about that in just a moment. And not only that, we're going to go over some history, some recent history, like from 2020 on exactly how the wool has been pulled over your eyes related to COVID, the COVID injection, and corporate governance, not to mention some international things bubbling, like the WHO trying to control your life. This is all tied in. This is all part of the Master PsyOps. I brought you a five-week series on that. Go back and listen in December on the rightsideradio.com. But I'm going to tie it in for you tonight, and I'm going to tell you that I kind of held off on this show because I was doing research, and because, and it turned out to be a correct assumption, I assumed that Elon Musk would be releasing some critical files from the Twitter files, and he did do that over the last two weeks. That pertains directly to what I'm going to be bringing you today. And it's shocking. It really is. The depth of depravity, of misinformation, malinformation, lack of information, and censorship that has been perpetrated on us by the United States government and the governments of the world in concert with big tech and media, is breathtaking. And these are levels of collusion and conspiracy, all illegal, all treasonous, that we have not talked about before and which have not been apparent until now. And I'm going to tell you about some lawsuits that were filed. In fact, one of them just two days ago by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And that's right. That's the nephew of John F. Kennedy, who was assassinated, and the son of Robert F. Kennedy, the senator and the attorney general. First, I'm going to bring you a quote, as we always do. And this is not a founder. This happens to be George Orwell, right? The author of 1984, how prescient. And Orwell's quote, The further society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. How true that is. So let me tell you about the rant story this week. And the rant story is not really a rant story. It's a one of those happen chance, meant to be moments where you cross paths with someone that you will probably never cross paths with again, but it has a profound effect on you, and it motivates you, and it stimulates you, and it acts as a catalyst. Just as my meeting with this officer of the military did today, just prior to me broadcasting this show. So I'm down at the Denver Stock Show. I'm signing books. It's been great. Thank you for the hospitality. Colorado, Denver, and the Stock Show. I mean, it's been phenomenal. But late today, I had a military officer come up to the signing station, and he was with his wife, and he was walking on a walker, kind of unsteadily, and certainly with a very lopsided, pondering gait. And the guy's a big guy. I mean, he's probably six foot four. He's in excellent shape. I'd say probably in his 40s. I mean, certainly not old, probably younger 40s. And he brings his walker up, and it's one of those walkers where you can turn it around and it has a seat in it. And he turned the walker around carefully, and he sat down, and he looked at the books. And I went up to talk to him, and I knew immediately as we began to converse that he was having a problem formulating his sentences 
formulating his words. He spoke slowly and deliberately and obviously with great effort. And his wife told me that he had had several strokes very recently. And by the way, he's a field grade officer. I'm not going to give you his name. I'm not going to give you his rank. I'm not even going to give you what branch of the service he was in or where he was stationed because I don't want anything to go roundabout ever back to him even indirectly. But he had had the COVID injection just months ago. The last booster or whatever was mandated before the mandates were dropped in the current NDAA, which I've a story I have brought to you several times over the past month. And shortly after getting the COVID injection, which by the way, he had not really put together, and I don't think his wife had either, that he had been injected with this experimental gene therapy drug because it ain't a vaccine, and that he had then suffered a really healthy officer, career officer in the military. He had suffered this series of strokes, which obviously debilitated his ability to move and certainly eroded his, his ability to think clearly and to speak. But I understood it right away. I kept my mouth shut. There was no sense bringing more angst on this delightful couple that were already suffering at the hands of a military gone amuck ruled by a government that doesn't care. I picked out a book for him, the first book of the series, because he wanted to see it. And he carefully turned the pages and looked at it slowly. And his wife mentioned that his doctor had told him that he needed to start reading to kind of exercise his brain, to clear the channels. I'm not a medical guy, but reading was kind of one of his prescriptions. And he was thinking about buying the first two books. And I didn't say much, but I kind of talked him out of it. I said, look, start with book one. It has larger print and, you know, it's a simple read. You'll enjoy it. You can read one chapter at a time because he was worried that it was going to take him so long to read. And you can work your way through this book, and then you can decide to go to the second book if you wish. And that's eventually what they did. And I watched, I watched him walk away as he stood up out of this walker and turned from the signing station and went down the aisle, kind of swaying from side to side, his gait uneven, one leg obviously working better than the other, leaning on his walker. And my heart broke. And that is what has precipitated the news I'm going to bring you tonight, because it all coincided with what I've been working on, what I've been researching, and the information which has come out from the Twitter files. Thank you, Elon Musk, particularly in the last two weeks, and from other sources. So hold on to your hats, folks, because here comes a sordid history, which begins back, oh, somewhere around October and September of 2019. That's right, right before the pandemic. I have told you in previous shows that the Department of Defense, along with certain agencies of the government, let out a contract to study COVID-19 in the fall of 2019. This was before anybody knew of COVID-19. They named it by name long before COVID-19 was named by name, since it wasn't even known. And from there, the tale twists downward. There's a number of videos and a number of articles. Many of the articles have links on the website. The producers are putting them under family safety, psyops, rat-a-tat-tat, to the extent that they fit in with that today, and on the COVID page. In fact, there's a raft of new articles, including scientific articles and articles by scientists and medical experts on the COVID page. If you haven't visited recently, may I suggest you do. It's probably one of the best compendiums of COVID information of all different varieties and types from around the world on the web. And by the way, we got notice over the last few days that the website is under attack, internationally under attack. And I'm talking about like 
110 attacks in an 11-minute space of time. And you know what that tells me? That means we're right over the target, folks. You bet we are. So let me tell you about the target. Let me tell you about ground zero of the PSYOPs that has been perpetrated and is being perpetrated against you on a three-level tangent. From three different directions are the incoming attacks on your freedom, on your health, on your finances, and on your security. Let's start off with the corporate push. You know, the corporations out there that are pushing COVID injections, pushing the fear language, pushing the control language. And we call them ESG companies, right? We've talked about this in previous shows. Environmental Social Governance. That's what ESG stands for. And we've talked about the fact that BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street, the robber barons of today, are directly involved and, in fact, precipitating forces of this. Remember my historical series on the robber barons on the right side radio.com. BlackRock and that crew played prominently. Listen to it. And we've talked about the fact that they control pension funds and they control votes on boards, even though they don't own the companies. They may be the largest shareholder, owning between 7 and 15% of a company, enough to make a real dent, enough to have a block of shares that can swing the elections on boards of directors. And therefore, by controlling boards of directors, the social policies and the business policies of companies, and not to your benefit, folks, not to your benefit at all. I'm going to give you one example. This just came out in the last week or two. So there's this little hedge fund. It was formed like nine months ago. I mean, it's very young. It manages virtually no assets. I mean, hedge funds manage billions, hundreds of billions, tens of billions of dollars. This little hedge fund, by the name of Engine Number One, think about that, has about 250 million in assets. I mean, it's a pipsqueak. It's an amoeba in the hedge fund world. This little hedge fund bought some stock in ExxonMobil, which is a $400 billion company. And then it made a written demand to ExxonMobil, and the written demand included two major demands. Number one, that ExxonMobil would get entirely out of the fossil fuel business by 2050 and would begin its divestment from fossil fuels and its investment in quote-unquote green energy immediately. And number two, that they wanted four seats on the 12-seat board of ExxonMobil. Well, obviously, ExxonMobil kind of laughed at them. I mean, here's these pipsqueaks with a minuscule amount of Exxon stock, and they sent out letters to all their shareholders to vote against these morons' proposals. But what Exxon didn't know is that this engine number one was run by a greeny Marxist zealot from San Francisco who also happened to know Fink, the chairman of BlackRock, a billionaire in his own right, and of course with BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street controlling, give or take, $12 trillion of the world's assets, and by far the largest investor, the largest safekeeper of quote-unquote pension funds for the people, and the largest investor in hundreds of Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000 companies, including ExxonMobil, where they owned a 15% stake, which is a big stock stake in a public company. In the end, by enlisting the aid of BlackRock and its sister companies, Vanguard and State Street, these zealots, these nothings, wound up with three of the board seats of the 12 member seats, 25% of ExxonMobil, and they have injected ExxonMobil with the whole ESG disease. And ExxonMobil has actually agreed to a long-term plan 
to divest itself and to get out of its core business, which is fossil fuels, by 2050, starting immediately. I've told you folks before, if you have a pension, you have a 401k, you need to investigate you voting your stocks that are in those investments of yours, your retirement investments. Because if you don't, they're going to be voted for you, folks, and they will not be voted in your best interest. They certainly won't be voted in the best interest of your retirement. If you have ExxonMobil stock and you have a company, which is a going Jesse, I think the second largest in the world, certainly in terms of energy, and they move away from their core business into a field which is fraught with peril and loss and uncertainty, I don't think you need to be an economist to know what that's going to do to your stock values. So if you don't get involved, you have nobody but yourself to blame. I mean, I would do that right away. You tell your your 401k administrator, you tell your pension fund folks, you want to vote your shares. You certainly don't want your pension fund manager, like BlackRock, voting your shares for you. Because folks, they ain't being voted in your best interest. Now on that, you can rely. So that's prong one. That is the corporate world and how they are under the tables using PSYOPs, gaining control of companies in all sorts of fields, but particularly energy, which is the the heart of the economic engine of the entire planet, to your detriment, and you know nothing about it. And by the way, you folks out there in California who have money in the California Teachers Pension Fund and in New York State, the New York State Pension Fund, I want you to understand something, and you're just the tip of the iceberg. Your pension funds are run by Ivy League elitists who believe they know way better than you do. You need to raise holy hell. You need to get control of your money. I don't care if you have two shares of ExxonMobil. You need to vote those shares, not some nameless blob trying to feather and line their own pockets at the expense of your freedom and your retirement. And this brings us to prong two, which on a lesser extent involves election integrity, but primarily involves your health. Have you ever heard of TNI? Well, guess where all this information is coming from, although, shall we say, nobody wants to really say that for sure. It's coming from Elon Musk and the release of Twitter files. Because TNI is an outfit that was formed, in fact, spearheaded by the BBC of England. Think about all the information I've been bringing you over the last weeks, over the incredibly stupid, we would call it, diabolical is what it is, actions that have been going on in Great Britain. I brought those stories to you for a reason. I want you to understand how far left Great Britain has gone, its government, that is, has gone, on all sorts of levels. And I want you to understand that that's because of the PSYOPs, which has been waged against the British people and is being waged against the Australians and the New Zealands. We're going to talk about all that as we go through this story. And against us, the Americans, by the media, by big tech, and by government acting in illegal conspiracy. So TNI, the big tech members of TNI are Facebook, Google, Twitter, and Microsoft. The core partners of TNI are these media outfits, the Associated Press, Agency France Press, that's the state press of France, the BBC, CBC Radio Canada, the state radio of Canada, the the European Broadcasting Union, EBU, the Financial Times, First Draft, YouTube, the Hindu, the Nation Media Group, Meta, which is Facebook, Reuters, the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, and the Washington Post. Are you beginning to smell a rat here? You should be. Because TNI exists, and this is in emails and documents that have been released. Shall we say nobody is naming where they came from? 
but they came from the Twitter files. There are documents being released from Twitter, in my opinion, which are not going through the regular public channels that you are used to seeing over the last eight weeks since Elon Musk began his purge and began his disclosures. So let me give you TNI's own words. They exist to, quote, choke off and stamp out online news reporting that TNI or any of its members preemptorily deems misinformation, unquote. Let me give you another quote. TNI members have targeted and suppressed completely accurate online reporting by non-mainstream news publishers concerning both COVID-19 on matters including treatments, immunity, lab leak, vaccine injury, and lockdowns and mandates, and U.S. elections, including the Hunter Biden laptop story, unquote. Let me keep going. Members of the TNI have agreed to work together and have in fact worked together to exclude from the world's dominant internet platforms rival news publishers who engage in reporting that challenges and competes with TNI members reporting on certain issues related to COVID-19 and U.S. politics. By the way, TNI stands for Trusted News Initiative. <laughs> you talk about the play on words and psyops? Well, here you go, right in your face. Here's the good news. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's the chairman and chief litigation counsel for Children's Health Defense, CHD, announced just two days ago now that he and a number of other plaintiffs have filed a monstrous and novel lawsuit based on antitrust, constitutional claims, and illegal acts against TNI and all the motley members of TNI. By the way, TNI was launched in March of 2020. Do you remember when we had our first lockdown, folks? You know, the, the two weeks to stem the spread, to stop the spread. Well, there you go. And by the way, the BBC, the Associated Press, Reuters, the Washington Post are all amongst the defendants in this lawsuit. And go, Robert Kennedy, go. The lawsuit was filed in the United States District Court for the Northern District of Texas. And it alleges that media, big tech, and government collectively censor online news. The plaintiffs in this lawsuit include CHD, Kennedy, Creative Destruction Media, Trial Site News, Ty and Charlene Bollinger, who are the founders of The Truth About Cancer and The Truth About Vaccines, Aaron Elizabeth Finn, the publisher of Health Nut News, Jim Hoft, the founder of Gateway Pundit, Dr. Joseph Mercola, I've brought you many of his things, and Ben Tapper, a chiropractor. The lawsuit which has now been absolutely verified by Twitter. Remember, Twitter was part of TNI, and some of the documents that have been disclosed in this filing of the lawsuit could only have come from an inside source. So we kind of have narrowed it down, haven't we, to Twitter. Because Twitter, of all those slimy outfits, Twitter is the only one that has turned to the right, that has turned to the light, that has turned to the truth. But the lawsuit alleges that all these outlets, working in concert illegally in a conspiracy, partnered with big tech to, quote, collectively censor online news and to ban the platform, shadow ban, or otherwise penalize the various plaintiffs in this lawsuit. And that resulted in a major loss of visibility, harm to the general public, a breach of the charters of these various news media outlets and big tech platforms, and a major loss of both visibility and revenue for the plaintiffs. It's really interesting because this lawsuit alleges that TNI had an early warning system, I quote, quote, early warning system, unquote, by which each of the partners in TNI would warn or be warned about an individual or outlet that was disseminating purported, quote, unquote, misinformation. Never mind the fact it might be factually correct. It might be the reporting of, you know, the Hunter Biden uh, laptop story. It might be the reporting of a 
peer-reviewed medical study on this, that, or the other related to COVID or the COVID injection anywhere in the world. It might be, in certain cases, the government's own statistics from the FDA and CDC. And the lawsuit also alleges that all these perpetrators acted in concert and in addition to an illegal conspiracy. That this group boycott, which is really what it was, of their competitors, remember, all these thousands of online platforms of smaller news organizations are all competitors to these larger news organizations. So you see, it has nothing to do with health. It has to do with control and it has to do with economics. There's documents, in fact, which specify that there, there are communications between TNI members where they're lamenting the fact that all these many thousands of smaller online organizations and other news outlets are eroding the trust of the folks in the TNI. Oh, gee, why would that be? And eating into their profitability and their revenues. So you can see that TNI was not formed for the altruistic purpose of saving us all from misinformation. And this brings us to the third prong the third prong of the PSYOPs and the attack against Americans, whether you are left or right, I might add. Because this attack has to do, again, with energy. Remember, energy is the engine that drives the world. He who controls energy controls food, controls housing, controls heat, controls transportation. Think about it. Did you know that in 2014, Russia's largest natural gas firm, Novatech, opened up a huge natural gas field called the Yumal. It's in the Arctic Circle. They actually had to design icebreakers with eight-foot-thick steel bows to break through the ice to get there. I mean, imagine the logistics. The most expensive field ever developed, one of the largest, and certainly the most remote. And did you know that the first shipment of that Russian natural gas was to the city of Boston in 2018 when Boston was teetering on not having enough natural gas during the 2018 winter? I've told you in previous stories about the Jones Act. The Jones Act basically prohibits any non-American vessel and any non-American source from supplying gas to, basically, New England. And the Jones Act has been used by Elizabeth Warren and Mark Warren from Massachusetts. When, hey, you folks up there in Boston and Massachusetts, are, are you, like, awake? Are you asleep at the switch? Do you understand what's being done to you? Regardless of whether you believe the tripe about the planet incinerating in 10 years or not. Markey and Warren have done everything in their power quite successfully to shut down the construction of any new pipelines to the Boston or New England area, to shut down nuclear plants that have been supplying that area power. And this is despite the fact that just a couple hundred miles away, you have one of the richest natural gas fields in the entire world in Pennsylvania. And since 2018, you folks up there in New England, these people, along with alphabet agencies and the ESG companies, have cost you folks $3 billion, that's billion, dollars in extra and increased energy costs over that being paid basically anywhere in the world other than Europe right now and in the rest of the United States. That's about 23 million people. Why don't you divide 23 million into 3 billion? You can do the math. That's what it's costing them, folks. It's about to get a lot worse for you. In fact, it's about to get to the point where it doesn't matter what the price is, you will pay it because Boston, Massachusetts and other areas in New England are going to have a big problem this winter, unless by some miracle you have 80 degree weather in January, February and March. You are basically out of fuel up there and it's intentional and it's all been done behind the scenes under the guise of saving the planet. But in reality, you are not getting American fuel because it has been blocked. Oh, and, and listen blocked and hidden 
from you that is being blocked by your quote-unquote elected representatives. I'd love to see who's contributing to their campaigns. And in the meantime, you've been getting, that's right, even during the Ukraine war, you know, with all the sanctions, you have been living on Russian natural gas that comes all the way from the Arctic Circle, thousands upon thousands of miles away. And by the way, that gas has to go in a very circuitous route because one of the sanctions that was imposed in 2014 when Obama and Biden did the CIA coup there, and in response, Russia took Crimea. I brought you those stories on the rightsideradio.com, History of Ukraine, was against Novatech, this big gas company that owns the Umel and other gas fields in Russia. And because of the Jones Act, which Warren Markey and other Democratic Marxist senators want to keep in place, the natural gas in America, the largest producer, listen to me now, the largest producer of natural gas in the world since about six months ago, that's right, mid-2022. All that natural gas, to the extent it's not being used by Americans, is going overseas to Europe, which is starving for heat and fuel due to their woke policies and their illegal conspiracy and collusion between the ESG corporate world the government agencies of the various European Union governments and, uh, and Britain, and of course the dire effect of misinformation, disinformation, and censorship of information on social media platforms which reach around the globe. Remember the members of, of the TNI members, folks. It includes all the news outfits over there in Europe, the BBC, Agency France, etc. This is a worldwide conspiracy. Russian tankers carrying LNG from Russia with the Pennsylvania fields 200 miles away have unloaded in Boston at least four times in the past 45 days. And the gas has to go through about five intermediaries to quote-unquote escape the quote-unquote sanctions that the Cadaver's administration has placed on Russia because of the Ukraine war, of course. And the third prong of this PSYOPs attack on you is from both the government and international agencies. Did you know, gee, nobody's talking about it, the WHO, 14 members, appointed members, of a special council of the WHO, the World Health Organization. I've told you about the pandemic treaty they're trying to get through, which would basically vest the power to lock a, the entire planet down in the hands of one man who, <laughs> who is under the control and thumb of Red China, right? Tedros, our buddy there, the head of the WHO, they are meeting in secret this week. In fact, the meeting concludes on the 13th of January. The reports will be made known the 15th of January. And they have a whole bunch of new regulations and amendments to regulations, which kind of dovetail with the pandemic treaty they want to get through. You don't have any control over the regulations, folks. You know, it's kind of like the EPA dreaming up a rule to force down your throat. And your only defense is your own sovereign government, which in the case, unfortunately, of the United States right now, doesn't amount to much. Thank God we have we have the House of Representatives by at least a few seats that the Republicans can keep it together. But all the natural gas, America has not only become the largest producer of natural gas, it has the world's first or second largest reserves of natural gas. And in the last few months, America has become the largest exporter of natural gas in the world. Except it's not going to New England, folks. It's going to, oh, yeah. That's right, 
Europe because Europe is paying the highest possible price for natural gas. They're desperate. Guess who controls some of the public companies that are involved in this LNG, liquid natural gas, export? That's right. Our same buddies there, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. And I don't want to even tell you because it'll curl your hair. The amount of money, the lobbying money, the campaign money that BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street throw at your various quote-unquote elected and independent representatives, particularly in the Senate and particularly on the Democratic side of the aisle. In the case of the WHO, I will bring you what has been quote-unquote decided by those who know best for you, the 14 nations of the 190 or however many nations in the WHO that got together behind closed doors in non-public meetings, absolutely secret documents, secret rules, which you will not see, and then only to the extent they want you to on January 15th. Maybe you'll see it on Twitter now. Maybe you'll see it on all these other smaller platforms. But I think I've made it clear. You're not going to be seeing the whole story or the truthful story from a whole bunch of major media outlets and big tech platforms, right? Thank you, TNI. One of the things you can do about this, other than wring your hands, etc., one of the things you can do about this is you can get a letter out and a call out, and I would suggest both, to your senator, I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, and to your congressman, I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, and you need to tell them that whatever these rules and regulations are, and whatever this pandemic treaty is, and whatever the linkage between the two that's going on at the WHO is absolutely, positively, to be a no vote on the part of these representatives. And you need to tell your friends and neighbors about this. And you need to get them to raise holy hell with your quote-unquote elected representatives. Because that's where it's going to be stopped. And if it's not stopped there, then we have a real battle at the state level and the county level and the local level throughout the United States. This is, I don't want to be melodramatic here, this is your financial stability. This is your property. This is your health. This is your life. This is your freedom. You better stand up, and you better be heard, or things will happen without you, and things you really won't like are going to be in place and then solidified, just like you're not voting your stock in your pension fund or your 401k, and entrusting Larry Fink, the billionaire, the billionaire president of BlackRock, to vote it for you. And now let's get into rat-a-tat-tat, shall we? I have a bunch for you, and it all kind of ties in to what we've been discussing so far in this show. Let's talk about a guy named Gottlieb. Pfizer director, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Hmm. Half a million followers on Twitter. And in 2021, Gottlieb reported a tweet he didn't like to Twitter's public policy department senior manager, a guy by the name of Todd O'Boyle. The tweet had come from a doctor who was doing some tremendous research on the COVID quote-unquote vaccine, Dr. Brett Giroir. And Giroir had briefly headed the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. And Giroir had, tw- had tweeted that natural immunity after COVID-19 infection was superior to vaccine protection, and that the White House should follow the science and exempt naturally immune people from the vaccine mandates. Well, Gottlieb wrote to Twitter and said, this post was corrosive, that's a quote, quote unquote, corrosive, and would, quote, end up going viral and driving news coverage, unquote. To make a long story short, the tweet was taken down. By the way, Twitter did not mention in their internal discussions that Gottlieb was a Pfizer board member. Oh, you mean they could make money on this? Or, if people believed these tweets, they would lose money because people wouldn't take the jab. So on a number of tweets, including from Justin Hart, who was tweeting about costing children nearly three years of schooling with lockdowns, and right before, oh, just a coincidence, 
The Pfizer shot was to be approved by the FDA for children 5 to 11 years of age. His tweets got taken down, also because of some hell-raising by Gottlieb. And Gottlieb went after Twitter to act against reporter Alex Berenson, who is phenomenal and has revealed all sorts of things from all sorts of sources. In fact, uh, he had several of his articles are on the COVID page at ontherightsideradio.com. And who, by the way, had written articles criticizing uh, the god, Anthony Fauci, the god of science, and the mRNA vaccine. And then Gottlieb, once again, right, playing that triumvirate of psyops, goes on CNBC and said that he had asked Twitter to act because, quote, I'm concerned if tweets raise the threat of violence against vaccine advocates, unquote. Oh, okay. He went on to say, quote, I'm unconcerned about the debate being made. I'm only concerned about physical threats being made for people's safety, unquote. Well, cry me a river. By the way, Gottlieb, in addition to being one of Pfizer's seven members of the board, he's on the executive committee of Pfizer's board, and he heads its regulatory and compliance committee, which oversees, and I quote, compliance with laws, regulations, and internal procedures applicable to pharmaceutical sales and marketing activities, unquote. Must be just a coincidence he was concerned about these tweets, folks, huh? By the way, I think I've told you this before, but Pfizer has a long history of violating drug industry laws and ethics, which include having to pay for $2.3 billion in fines for fraudulently marketing drugs in 2009, and other billions of dollars for tampering with clinical trials, including one that resulted in the deaths of 11 children in 1996. By the way, the mini rest of the story on this is that Gottlieb was also a previous head of the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Imagine that. At the same time as all this is happening over the last week, right, the, I think it's the 10th drop of the Twitter files by Musk, who was report, it was reported by Berenson himself, by the way, the lawsuits that were brought by Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey are now hitting pay dirt in terms of Biden officials seeking to censor tweets by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Tucker Carlson and others. Any and all that did not correspond in lockstep 100% with the official government Big Pharma narrative. In fact, there are now examples in writing, emails, etc., where the White House specifically targeted specific tweets about from specific people about specific instances. Kennedy, for instance, on January 22, 2021, sent out a tweet about the then recent death of Baseball Hall of Famer Hank Aaron, who died, by the way, 18 days after he very publicly, I mean, he did it as a PR, after he publicly received the Moderna vaccine. In addition, there's now hearings ongoing in the House being run by Jim Jordan. I love it. I have a video that you need to watch and he outlines Fauci's seven major lies. I mean, they're too numerous to count, but the seven major lies that have materially adversely affected America, the world, and Americans. That video is on the on the rightsideradio.com under the audio bar, family safety, COVID page, you name it. But we come to find out, folks, that the collusion between the FDA, oh, right, headed by a current board member of Pfizer in years recently gone by, and other, the CDC, and other governmental agencies, along with the DOD, the Department of Defense, oh, Lloyd Austin, and a President Cadaver, the Commander-in-Chief. Basically, they concocted a plan starting before the pandemic. Remember, they awarded a contract, I brought this to you, to Labyrinth Global Health, Inc. for COVID-19 research on November 12th, 2019, at least six weeks before the alleged emergence of this coronavirus 
and three months before it was named COVID-19. And what they did was they manipulated the Emergency Use Authorization, the EUA, and the Other Transactions Authority, the OTA, to shield Big Pharma, the agencies, all the medical participants that delivered these unregulated vaccines from any liability. In other words, based on the clinical trials of Pfizer and Moderna and others, which are now coming out once a month, 50 to 80,000 pages, I brought you those reports. They knew about the adverse effects of these vaccines. They knew they didn't stop getting COVID. They knew they didn't stop the transmission of COVID. And they knew that they were going to have liability. And they conspired with the government, shielded by the media, including TNI, to make all their illegal acts not illegal, to absolve themselves from any liability which they knew was going to arise in the future. And then they got Trump by misling him to declare a national emergency. And because of that, it became a national security threat. And because it became a national security threat, the Department of Defense basically took over, owned, implemented, and oversaw, behind the scenes, the COVID-19 vaccine program as a quote-unquote countermeasure to a foreign attack. And this is now emerging through Operation Warp Speed documents and reports. The DOD Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, or BARDA, part of the DOD, and Health and Human Services, HHS, ordered all these COVID, quote-unquote, national security countermeasures, which allowed them to go directly into large-scale manufacturing, avoid testing, avoid regulations, and avoid transparency under these other statutes, ODA and the EUA. Because an EUA, which is enacted during a national emergency as a national security countermeasure, she does not have to comply with U.S. laws for manufacturing quality, safety, or labeling. So with a ma- masterful PSYOPs program, the American people and the world, and covered by the media and big tech, you know, the TNI groups, the American people were led to believe that the FDA, the CDC, and figureheads like lying Tricky Tony, Anthony Fauci, oversaw the COVID-19 quote-unquote vaccine program. But their involvement, folks, was an orchestrated information psyops operation all the decisions concerning the covid 19 jab including materials acquisition distribution and information were controlled by the department of defense and there seems to have been statutes and executive orders now either passed or elicited from cadaver that the hhs secretary who's coordinating with dod we now come to find out is accountable to no one if the health national emergency continues to be extended by Congress every three months. Do you remember when Cadaver just extended the national health emergency for COVID, even though he said three months earlier that COVID was over with, and I quote. And by the way, you want to know why they were coming down on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and all the stuff that works, you know, all the other antidotes, the vitamin D3, A, vitamin C. Well, did you know that under the EUA, to get designation under the EUA, in other words, to sell your product at a profit and try and escape liability, there can be, quote, no other known treatments or cures, unquote. So you see, they couldn't be out there talking about the fact that these other treatments and cures would save lives and save debilitating illnesses and save, in the instance of this poor military guy that I met today, strokes and material adverse impacts to the rest of his life perpetrated on him while he is a serving and proud member of the United States military because they wanted to make money, they wanted to control and they wanted to escape any and all liability, no matter what. And at the same time that all this is coming out here over the last week or two, 
The CDC, the Government of the United Kingdom, and Oxford University in separate studies have now confirmed that COVID vaccination, quote-unquote, does not work and has potentially lethal and fatal consequences. Judicial Watch is suing the FBI on behalf of a guy by the name of Marcus Allen, U.S. District Court, District of South Carolina. Basically, Allen is suing the FBI because he holds conservative views. They cut him off from his security clearance and gave him all sorts of nonsense, accusing him of holding, quote, conspiratorial views, unquote. And they suspended him from duty without pay. Now, think back, folks, to McCabe, right? And the FISA warrants and the Russian dossier and the lies that were told to Congress and elsewhere under oath and his dismissal and then his reinstatement and then his resignation quote-unquote with full pension benefits paid for by you and me or Comey or Strzok or Lisa Page you know it is a sad thing indeed when a great agency loses sight of its basic mission which is the equal application of law under the Constitution well as usual we are out of time look in the mirror and repeat with conviction I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do, and we will win. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Welcome to 2023. Keep the wind at your back. We'll talk to you next week. Please remember, if you've missed any shows, just click on Show Archive and you'll find all of his shows. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of Reed Lance Rosenthal on the right side.